This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Final hour. Well, now we're Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. And you. Oh, I feel like I've arrived on something there. I think that's going to be what it is now. Yeah, for the crescendo. So Jake, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so Jake, like, just leave the music up a little louder tomorrow, because and that's not Jake's fault at all. We usually don't do it like that, but I think that's how it's going to go. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and one of crescendos. And you. I think uh, I love the power hour all year round here on the show, but this time of year, it's the best because we're going to have like soon we're going to have the NBA is going to be here and college basketball is going to be here. We're going to have so much going on. So many bets. Uh, Always love the power hour. But this time of year, the power hour, the final hour of the show is the absolute best. Um, Should I do a merchandise plug here, guys? Because we got to I think we probably have like a lot. of Yeah, do merch for a couple minutes and we'll finish up awards. Love that. Yeah, of course. How about this? Uh, You like the show? Ooh, look what I've got right here. I have some merch. Wait, oh, what do you got? Oh, we got... Oh, the bucket hat, yeah. We got eight buckets. I'll wear the bucket hat to do the merchandise read here. So, you gotta check out... I'm, like, not wearing it properly. It's also screwing up my hair, and I have to go out to dinner. Not Be so sure bad. to visit well, YouBetterYouBetShop.com. It was not bad. YouBetterYouBetShop.com. There's so much good stuff on YouBetterYouBetShop.com. You can get YBYB after dark at YouBetterYouBetShop.com. Don't be a slap at YouBetterYouBetShop.com. Choose your camper at YouBetterYouBetShop.com. You can get all the long-sleeve tees at YouBetterYouBetShop.com. The, the, uh, the short-sleeve tees at YouBetterYouBetShop.com. How about hoodies? YouBetterYouBetShop.com and bucket hats at YouBetterYouBetShop.com. Have I mentioned that the website is YouBetterYouBetShop.com? Go there and get your YouBetterYouBet merchandise. Not just today. Do it right freaking now. Go get it. YouBetterYouBetShop.com. Uh, Major League Baseball bets are coming up soon for the Phillies and the Braves game four. Bets of steel, hell yeah, are on the way. All our bets for tonight in the National Hockey League. And side, oh, we got to do Naritav also. We got a lot to do here. Okay, so let's get let, let's finish up the awards conversation here. Jake, bring it up here. Uh, the recommends and Ken, let's finish up Coach of the Year, where you did a great job talking about maybe we don't have vulnerable favorites here with Dan Campbell and Mike McDaniel, but there are just some really juicy prices at the bottom of this market. We mentioned Staley, who's like 150 to 1. Eberflus is in that general vicinity as well. Ken, are there any names all the way down on the board where you could actually say, like, there's a case to be made for this person and the price is absolutely massive? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I think those candidates exist. I think it's here's something really this this might sound crazy. I think it's still like almost anybody, really. Like, I mean, just how many times do we see it, right? First four or five weeks, team makes a surprising turn. They win five, six games in a row. Now that's the hot team. Now that's the team that we want to talk about. I just would be like really reluctant to just say like, it's going to be McDaniel or, or Campbell. The reason I don't want to bet now is 
A, I, I have no idea who those candidates are, and one, one will emerge or two will emerge, and we can maybe have those. Like, remember, like we bet Dan Campbell to win Coach of the Year last year with like three games left. He was a hundred to one, then he was like eight to one. The next, like, yeah, do people remember. remember how this market works late in the year? It gets crazy. We have no polling. I just the reason it's like, well, then why don't you want to try to beat them right now? Because McDaniel's going to win, and guess what happens when he wins? His price doesn't change because we don't have any polling yet. So it's like, why am I trying to try to beat him this week? Why would I ever do that? No. So just like no. And maybe the Lions win their favorite, at least. Um, but just like, like I, I, I'm i okay waiting until we like figure out, do we want to try to beat these guys? And if so, with who? Just like a couple historical trends here to frame why I was reluctant to get on kind of the McDaniel Campbell bandwagon early in the year when people were like buying in. Like, again, these are like likable coaches. They have personalities we all know. Like, it makes sense that people like them for this award. In the last 24 years, so basically going back to like the turn of the millennium, 21 of the 24 winners so like virtually all of them improved their team by four or more games from the previous season just to like provide some context here and it's not that mcdaniel and campbell can't do that that means for them going a minimum of 13 and four that's what it means and right now we can sit here and we can say like dolphins like really might go 13 and four i think their updated win total is 11 and a half so to be fair, the market average for what they're going to do this year doesn't get Mike McDaniel coach of the year. Doesn't get it for him. 11 and 6, 12 and 5, like maybe a finalist, like not going to win. The market expectation for Dan Campbell is 11 and a half. A four game improvement for him would be 13 and 4. Again, to match like almost all previous winners. So just like, that's why I'm reluctant. That's why every week I come on and I'm like, look, like they're awesome, but the bar is really high for what the teams have to do for them to do, you know, have the kind of season that voters typically recognize with this award. And to compare that to last year when everyone was like pounding the table for Kyle Shanahan down the stretch and be like that the bar's way lower for Brian Dable. That's why he went, you know what a four game improvement was for them? Like winning four games was like an improvement for them versus the previous year. The bar was impossibly low. So he cleared it. So they gave it to him. That's how this works. <laughs> so just like, who's the, like, the problem is all the conventional improvement guys that we were like, well, maybe like that's the, they've all fizzled so far. They've all done nothing. In fact, a lot of them are the worst teams in the league, to be honest. How many people talked about Eberflus for coach of the year before the year? How's that going? How about Sean Payton? Like, how's that going? So just, that's, that's just kind of tough. Like, I don't know who it is. Like, so you bring up price, right? Could it still be Staley? And I know everybody's like, Staley, we all like hate this guy. Like, he sucks. Cool. It's October 12th. What happens when they win seven games in a row? What happens? Now, he's unlikely because they, they won 10 games last year. So, like, the four-game improvement doesn't work with him, too. But just apply, put any name in here. Mike Tomlin, who's on a bye this week, just won, won a game where he was, like, 0% to win based on, like, how the game, like, actually should have played out. And won. Like, they, they can't win, like, 12 games, 13 games, just rattle off a bunch of games. Maybe not, but you can plug every coach in here and ask the exact same question. Like, I'm going to try to go further down to find some. Here's a, here is, here's a really good one. <clears throat> the Jets won seven games last year. Trade for Cousins. Rattle off a bunch of wins. Cousins can't win anything. Who's winning? They win 11 games. Oh, man, like, season with it. Shout out to the Jets. It's almost like a front office award. You give it to Salah anyway. So just like, cool. Like, these are all still possible. They can all still happen. Like, Eberflus is the laughing stock of Earth. And if they just start winning, guess what starts happening? Guess what starts happening on Sports Talk Radio? Guess what starts happening with everything everybody writes? It's like, oh, like, great job by him. Like, not, not succumbing to the pressure and, like, turning everything around. Like, this just, it turns on a dime. So just like, 
I keep a really open mind here, and it's okay to just like chill for a week again because McDaniel's going to smash another team. Uh, by the way, the highest handle in this market at BetMGM, our show sponsor, the King of Sportsbooks. It should surprise nobody to hear that it is Lions head coach Dan Campbell. Nick and Ken here. You better you bet. P squared, B squared, NFL awards. I want to ask you about one more coach. I think this coach sucks. I think he's terrible. But big win for them last week. They're favored to win this week, and they're in a bad division. What about Dennis Allen at 50-1 to 1 at BetMGM? Sure. Uh, a four-game improvement for the Saints would be 11-6. and six. Uh, Their market win total is 9.5. So, you know, you're in the neighborhood. Now, that doesn't mean he gets 11, he wins. It just means that that's like a minimum threshold for where you'd be like, okay, maybe. Um, I would still just contend it's really unlikely they get there, honestly. I just really would. And I know they like beat up the Patriots. We had the Patriots in the game. Uh, I will actually go down with this ship. To- I, to put it this way. I would bet Todd Bowles before I would bet Dennis Allen to win this award. And I don't think either of them are going to win. And I don't think anybody would vote for them, honestly. And, you know, some of this is just, it becomes a popularity contest. Like, let's say the Saints go 11 and 6 and they hit the the criteria that we're talking about, that Ford win improvement. Let's say they're 11 and 6 and Shanahan's 14 and 3, which is like a very average record for the Niners right now. It's probably going to be better than that. Like, they're, they're, they're going to vote for Shanahan. They like him. They don't like the other guy. Like, that's, that's really easy. So he can get in the conversation, Dennis Allen. Todd Bowles can get in the conversation. I think they lose tiebreakers to, like, any coach with a narrative that people like. I think uh, we can't wait. We'll get sued. Say, like, if we're ever going to okay. go down with the ship, we should do, like, something like a Fallout Boy remix. Like, we're going down, down in an <laughs> earlier round. I was going to say we're going down, down, and then say the coach's name, but that would lead us to think something else. So we'll move on. That'd be a little different. Uh, yeah. let's, uh, let's talk comeback player of the year here. Uh, last award market for us to hit, where DeMar Hamlin remains your favorite and a big favorite, minus 200. Also worth noting, DeMar Hamlin didn't play last week for the Bills. He's been active in one of their first five games, but he's minus 200 in the market. Tua Tonga Vailoa, plus 350 is the second choice. Then draw a line. Our guy, uh, you the, the official the official you better you bet comeback player of the year award winner, our hope, is Baker Mayfield at 16 to 1. Matthew Stafford, 18. Lamar Jackson and your guy, Ken Cooper Cup at 20. Brees Hall and TJ Watt at 25. Calvin Ridley, Chase Young at 50. Michael Thomas is starting to play like pretty well. Michael Thomas is 66 to 1. I, I, I actually, well, I guess like Von Miller's a little interesting at 150, and I think that's probably about it. Uh, thoughts here on comeback player of the year. So it's, it's going to be subjective, right? Uh, we're probably at the mid-season point. We're probably going to get polling on like MVP. Some people will write pieces like who they have, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, that kind of stuff. Then we'll get like the executive polls. We'll get some other stuff like, you know, tw- week 12, week 13, week 14. I don't think we're going to get anything on this until like the end. And I think we're just not going to know for like a long time. And it's going to be like a really almost like an exhausting waiting game to see if like, I'm right in my theory that Hamlin's really vulnerable as a favorite. We're just not going to know. And it's like, oh, well, this guy on Twitter says, like, until I see the aggregate, I'm not going to believe it. Like, sometimes the loudest people are the minority and the wrongest in the conversation. And so just like, we're just not going to know. I can be wrong. I definitely can be wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. Like, I really just think the conversation around Hamlin is starting to turn aggressively toward, hey, like, this is really good and this is really awesome. But like, is the award now like kind of a joke or like a participation trophy? Like, do you actually have to play to win? And the response is the person who you argue that with is going to be like, well, he almost died and be like, if that's what we're doing, then it's just like who had the scariest thing happen to them and like, okay. Do stats, do snaps, does anything matter? I don't know. I don't know if people are just going to say, nope, Hamlin. 
I get the sense, and that's like a, a really, really subjective phrase to use, but like I think about this a lot and I read a lot of what other people write. I get the sense that there is like no narrative around him winning that is locked in whatsoever right now. And he is a huge favorite to win this award. And all season I've been betting very aggressively against him. So I have a ton of Baker Mayfield and a ton of Matthew Stafford and a ton of Cooper Cup and a ton of Chase Young. And like, that's who I've been going with. And I've added more Cooper Cup in the past two weeks than I could have possibly fathomed because places have just been really resistant to move his price. And now everything's moved. But like Cup and Mayfield, I think, are like the two horses that you take to the finish line here. I really believe that. Mayfield, the narrative has been going on for two weeks. Another story written today by ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, like Mayfield turning his career around, like wants to get like this is Geno Smith again. And Did you see the Jason Light quotes, by the way? The Bucks yes. GM quotes? Like, that was yeah, last I, week, I, right? I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I, and I think there were, I think there may have been new ones heading into this week where it's like no one believed in him. Like he's got their support of our locker room. Right. So like the Bucks GM is kind of like, and and Jason Light's very savvy with the media. He knows what he's doing. I'm not suggesting right. he's campaigning for Baker to be comeback player of the year, but like he's he's trying to make himself look good. Like, hey, I signed Baker, but hey, but right. that that is happening right now though. So I, again, if you want to add more Mayfield and Cup this week, like Cup's playing the Cardinals, he's going to have, look what Jamar Chase did to the Cardinals last week. Cup's not going to have a really big game. He is the classic winner of the award. It does not matter that he missed games. It actually probably adds to it that he did. And if he has like, a, he's going to have a thousand yard season again, like he's going to be in the mix. Mayfield's going to be in the mix for sure. Now they, it'd be nice if they beat Detroit. They don't have to beat Detroit. Geno Smith won this last year winning nine games. So like if Baker loses, he's not eliminated. Um, I like those two a lot where I will pivot and deviate a little bit. Cause like, I'll admit when I, maybe not when I made a mistake, but like when I've kind of haven't been seeing things perfectly to, in my opinion, I'll, I'll change my opinion that the wrongest thing is Tua back to that. The wrongest thing is now Hamlin now that he's not playing again. Like that's still the wrongest thing about the price. There's enough conversation around Tua with the, and the linchpin for his case has nothing to do with missing games. And it's all about like the doctors told him to retire and he decided to not retire. Like that's what it is. Like he started 13 games last year or something. Like it didn't even like really go away. He went away very, very briefly and then got told he should retire and come back. There's enough chatter that's still going on. I thought it might dissipate and we'd be entirely onto MVP with him. But I, I think I made a mistake there. Now the good news, like I was never gonna bet him and the prices were always too low. So I didn't make a mistake in betting just like I will, I will even give him like the benefit of the doubt that he can win this, which is something that I did not say before. I will take that back. I, it doesn't change how I would bet it at all, but I think that's true. And I would be worried about him winning. I, I really think like the Hamlin stuff is, is shifting. And even if like no one's talking about it, I get the sense that like, if he just keeps not playing, then like, this isn't going to happen. And that's just my opinion. But like, just based on everything I read, how his, how his career is being covered right now, in that it's not like in that this is like not a thing anymore in terms of how a lot of people are treating it. I really get the sense that like he's got to play and play defense and do something to win. I think that's actually where we are with him right now. Just my opinion. Um, so yeah, a lot of cup this week still have a ton of Mayfield. I'm riding those two horses more than the other in terms of amounts, little worried about Tua, but just need to listen to the voters the next month and see how like that narrative develops. I, I think people know Listen to the show, watch the show, watch the show, how smart Ken is. The wrongest thing is that Ken keeps saying the word wrongest, which is actually not a word. It would be the most <laughs> I do, wrong. I, 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 I didn't don't... debug you this time. I looked at you as I said it. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you, man? All right, Feliz Nari Tav, Bets of Steel coming up next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> On the BetQL Network.